This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And we've been here bringing you a study for a couple of weeks, maybe a little longer, on a subject, uh, a gracious subject, uh, blood, the blood of the offering, the blood of the Old Testament, blood in the Old Testament, and we'll get the blood in the New Testament before long. But I've been promising you to play a song by Dr. Roloff that I believe is so fitting. It's entitled, The Blood Goes Deeper Than the Stain. I want you to listen to the words of this song, if you will, and then I'll be right back. Dark the sin that's all man's nature, long the distance that he fell far removed from hope and heaven near to deep despair and hell but there was a fountain opened and the blood of god's own son purifies the soul and reaches deeper than the stain has gone conscious of that deep pollution Sinners wander in the night, even though the shepherd's calling, still they fear to face the light. This the tender consolation that should melt the heart of stone. This sweet balm of Gilead reaches deeper than the stain has gone. All unworthy, we who've wandered and our eyes are wet with tears as we think of love that sought us through the dreary, wasted years. Yet we walk the holy highway for the pure, the blood-washed alone, knowing Calvary's fountain reaches deeper than the stain has gone. When with holy throngs we're standing in the presence of the King, and our souls are lost in wonder as the white-robed choirs shall sing. Then we'll praise the name of Jesus with the millions around the throne. Praise him for the power that reaches deeper than the stain has gone. Praise the Lord for full salvation. God still lives upon the throne. And I know the blood still reaches deeper than the stain has gone. Amen. You enjoy that, my friend? Oh, what a gracious thong. The blood goes deeper than the stain. And has that happened in your life? We are stained with sin from the day we come into this world up until the time we go home to be with the Lord. But the blood, which we've been speaking of now for weeks, the blood goes deeper than the stain. And I praise the Lord that we can come here at this time and tell you folks of how Christ died for sinners just to shed that precious blood that we might be washed in it, cleansed in it, just like these, this uh, symbol that we saw there in, in the coming out of Egypt, how the blood was sprinkled upon the doorpost, and then the Lord sprinkles that blood upon the doorpost of your heart, 
and mine washes us in the blood, and it goes deeper than the stain. It's not just a little water baptism. No, that doesn't do any good. Just that shaking of the preacher's hand, that doesn't do any good. No, that doesn't do any good to, to live by the traditions of the church. None of those things, lighting candles and praying and kissing the Pope's toe and all those things, that's not anything, my friend. It's Christ. Christ our Lord, whose blood was shed there on Calvary's cloth, and it was goes deeper than the stain. So I'm happy to be back with you folks at this time. And uh, I wish you could, uh, I wish you could just look to the Lord. If you're not saved, would you just turn to the Lord day by day, and 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 confess, confess, Lord, I'm 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 not worthy to be saved. Did you know there's no sinner worthy to be saved? The Lord doesn't look down and see anything in you or me worthy to save us over. No, sir. It's because of His Son. The blood was shed there on Calvary's cross, sacrificially, sacrificially uh, dying, paying the sin debt of every individual whom the Lord uh, elected in the beginning and gave them to the Lord Jesus Christ as his child, made us his dear children. So I praise the Lord for that. And we can't, we are, uh, we, we're not uh, near about through with this study. We're going to be looking today at, uh, uh, we're looking at the blood in the Old Testament showing you how sinners were saved uh, before Christ died on the cross, and which is the way all sinners are saved now. But listen, we're starting now to look at the sin offering. We've been speaking on the blood on the doorpost in our last studies, or four or five studies, showing you how the Lord redeemed Israel by the shedding of blood. And uh, I, have, I have to, if, if we have to have a substitute to be saved, and we do, What's going to become of the individual who does not have a substitute? If the, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? You know, we're living in a day when there's not much uh, concern about your soul, is it? I, I talk to individuals all over this country, through the mail, through the email, through the uh, Internet, and I don't find many folks who want to be saved. Do you? Do you know anybody that wants to be saved, my friend? I don't. I don't know hardly anyone. Now, one now and then, but we have to keep on going on day by day, sending out the gospel. And what for? Perhaps, perhaps that the Holy Spirit, the third person of the triune God, perhaps that he would pass by your heart's door and say, live, just like they did there in the 16th chapter of Ezekiel. It said, uh, can these bones live? And The prophet said, Thou knowest, thou knowest. And he said, Live. These bones live, my friend. That's exactly what happens when the Lord saves a sinner. He sees a sinner polluted in his own blood, and his navel was not cut, cast out on an open field to the loathing. And, my friend, the Lord passed by and said, Live. Oh, what a gracious day it is uh, when the sinner is saved, my friend. And now let's get back to our study. Uh, When we... Listen, when we view man as he is in his naturally, totally depraved state, we see that individual turn away from blood redemption, as folks are doing today, and turn away with a rebellious heart and refuse to obey the gospel. We don't wonder why there is no hope for him and there can be no hope for him. No, we don't wonder that at all because our subject we're looking at is the sin offering. 
And if you want to go by there and look at Leviticus 17.11, I want to read it for you, but you go back and read it for yourself. Leviticus 17.11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Now, let me just make this statement. The life, the spiritual life, redemption, is not in anything else except the blood. It's not in the decision for Jesus, not any church membership, not any shaking the preacher's hand, not in the doing those things, the traditional things that folks do today. You know, we have a generation of folks living now who believe they, they, there's the most shallow thing that I've ever been, been around. They just believe it, that you, you can take a child, seven or eight years old, and get him to join the church and be baptized, and they call that salvation. My friend, that's not salvation. There's no blood there. Did you know there's no salvation apart from the blood of Christ? No, it's not. And now let's, let's read that verse. Uh, Leviticus 17, 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. I've often given it to you upon I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. We saw there in a study just passed a few days ago how that Abel and Cain brought their offering there to the altar in the garden, and Abel brought a, a lamb of his flock and uh, slew it, built an altar put, let the blood pour down upon the wood, and the fire from heaven consumed it. Because it was a proper offering. It had the blood. And then Cain, his brother, came along. And he brought her the best that he had, the best of his garden, and the, the fruit of his hands. He laid it all out before the Lord. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. The Lord did not accept it. Just like he will not accept your righteousness if you could scrape up some. You can't, you can't make an, a righteousness that the Lord will have, my friend. Oh, you might have godly parents. You might live a what we call a godly life, calm and docile and easygoing and never irritated with anybody and, and give to your neighbors and do all of those things, my friend. That's what, that's what Cain did. He brought of the fruit of the ground, and the Lord rejected it, and, lay, and he got mad, went away mad, went away rebellious, and uh, killed his brother. My friend, that's what, that's what happens when you don't have the blood. It takes the blood to wash away sin. And uh, I asked you at this time, have you ever been uh, washed by the blood, cleansed by the blood? That's what Dr. Roloff said there. It goes deeper than the stain. You're stained with sin. We are. You and I are stained with sin from the birth. We, we come into this life a sinner, a sinner estranged from God, alienated. The Scripture said, and you... Hath he quickened who were uh, dead in sins and trespasses, you who were alienated from God? You had no fellowship with God. If you're not saved, you don't have any fellowship with God. You can't, you can't come to the Lord and, and plead, to plead those things if you're not saved. No. But listen, every sinner, every sinner whom the Lord calls and awakens and, and calls to him, you, you come there pleading the blood. That's all you have. You don't have anything else. Bring the blood, my friend. And if you had not the blood, you'll never be saved. Now, we get back into that study in, our, in tomorrow. And, uh, but I just want to stop for just a moment and ask you, are you saved? Have you ever been uh, awakened to the fact that you were lost and needed a cleansing from sin? Have you ever seen yourself in, in, uh, estranged from God? I have. I, I know. And no sinner will cry unto the Lord until he sees how, how far off he is from God, just like the 
prodigal son when he came to himself? There in the hog pen, he was far from his father, far from God. And what happened? The scripture says he came to himself. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He awakens your heart, awakens your soul, awakens your mind to let you see. It's not, a, it's not something mystic about that. He lets you see that you are, you're lost. You're lost. Have you ever been lost, my friend? Have you ever been lost physically or spiritually? Have you ever seen yourself away, a long way from God with no hope? Well, I bring you hope at this time, my friend. But his only hope in Christ, not in self, not in yourself, not in anything, not in silver and gold and riches, and pearls and diamonds. No, there's no hope in those things. And my friend, the greatest thing that ever happens to an individual is to be awakened to his lost condition, shown himself as he is, and then come to Christ begging for mercy. You say, well, I won't beg for anything. No, well, if you won't beg, you'll never be saved. Every sinner, whoever gets saved, becomes a beggar. Just a beggar on a dung hill, my friend. And uh, don't, don't, don't throw away your, your, your life, my friend, in rebellion. Come on to the Lord. You who have heard the old trailblazer for a while, you know that we just we care about your soul. That's all we care about, your soul. And uh, th- there's hope, my friend. The Lord is holding out the scepter of grace even today. But this is the old trailblazer. We're running out of time, and we'll be back tomorrow, bring you another message along this same line, blood. Blood redemption, and we're looking at the sin offering. We're going to look at that tomorrow. And uh, remember our website, radiomissions.org, and then help me with the broadcast if you can. You may not care anything for the broadcast, but wouldn't you like to send out the message that others might hear? I wish you would. Write me, mail me, and uh, email me. And my, my telephone number here is area code 225-664-8658. And uh, we'll be back next time. Goodbye, and God bless you.